Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore TikTok ad updates and a whole lot more. But before we get started, I want to ask you a quick question. Do you want better marketing training? Imagine access to live training twice a month from the top marketing experts in the world and getting access to more than 100 on-demand workshops. That's what you get when you join the Social Media Marketing Society. Now, here's the kicker. You want to visit socialmediasociety.info and you want to sign up now because the doors are going to be closing soon and the price is going up. So again, socialmediasociety.info. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. And now for today's guest, I'm very excited to be joined by Maxwell Finn, TikTok ad strategist and co-founder of Unicorn Innovations, a boutique marketing agency that helps eight and nine-figure brands acquire more customers on TikTok and Facebook. Max, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, man. It's great to be back. It feels like we didn't speak for years and now we're doing multiple shows. I love it. Yeah. And for those that don't know what he's talking about, I had Max recently on my social media marketing podcast and today he's on this show. And let's start with TikTok's ad revenue. We've been hearing for a while that TikTok is the largest trafficked website in the world above Google. And recently they reported their ad revenue. And I would love you to share whatever we know and why this might be important for marketers. Sure. So the data that came out is around $11 billion is what TikTok is forecasting in terms of ad revenue for 2022. Again, it's a forecast. My guess is that it's actually going to be a higher number as more and more advertisers come over from Facebook and Google, especially going to the Q4. But what's impressive to put that in the context, right? Because people might hear that like 11 billion, like what's what's the context of that number? that is greater than Twitter and Snap combined. Mm. So two very, very large ad platforms, uh, very, very large social media platforms, their combined ad revenue 
doesn't even equal TikTok's forecasted revenue for this year. So it's really, really exciting. I think it's a big statement in terms of where TikTok is going and the potential because you keep hearing for the last few years, TikTok's a fad, TikTok's a trend, it's the next Vine, it's the next Clubhouse. When you're doing $11 billion in ad revenue, you're not a fad or a trend. When you have a billion monthly active users, it's crazy, right? It's not even close. If you consider it a trend or a fad, then you're saying that Twitter's a trend or a fad, Snapchat's a Twitter, you know, a fad. Like We're not operating in the same world anymore. I don't think TikTok is a public company. So my guess is this is just projections, right? Because they're a Chinese-based company. I don't think they disclose their revenue. Or are they a public company? Do you know? So ByteDance, it's a you know a Chinese company and TikTok kind of operating as a US kind of subsidiary of that company. So you can dive in. Yeah, I believe the numbers are publicly disclosed. So at the end of the year, you can dive into the data and the numbers. But again, then you're saying, not to get politically, or then you're, how reliable is, is that data, right? Is right. it the same, the same scrutiny as the SEC? Do you know whether or not this represents radical growth? I mean, it seems like it does. I'm not familiar with what kind of revenue they did last year, but do you have a sense that this is pretty dramatic growth based on what you've seen? This is massive. I mean, to put it in the context, TikTok's alpha program. So I remember three years ago getting kind of a pitch deck and getting hopping on a call with the kind of early biz dev team at TikTok when they were first explaining the ad platform, when they were saying, hey, we're rolling an ad platform out and this is what it's going to do and this is why you should be excited about it. So think about that. Like three years ago, they were kind of pitching the ad platform to big advertisers. About two and a half years ago is when I kind of first started running ads on the platform. So you're really talking about a few years of even having an ad platform. So it has to be rapid growth. It has to be exponential because you're talking in single years to get to 11 billion in ad revenue. That is nuts. Okay, well, let's talk about one of the new ad capabilities that they just launched, which is search ads. My understanding is this is in beta with select partners, but my understanding is you happen to be one of those people that have experienced it. Am I right or am I wrong on that? I can't remember. You are right. I'm one of the very lucky people that gets to test cool things. Tell us what it is first, and then let's talk about what your experience has been like. Sure. So search placement is the kind of new ad. It's not so much a new ad unit itself. It's more of a new placement for ads. So essentially, you're taking your existing TikTok ads and putting them into within TikTok. There's the discovery kind of section where you go and discover and you search, and then you get a grid of results. You're now able to display your ads and deliver your ads in that framework. So yeah, search placement is the new thing that they're pushing. It's in early, early beta with 50 advertisers that are testing it. And we're one of the lucky ones that gets to play around with it. And we've been testing for about a month now. So kind of describe what it looks like in search, just using words, obviously. And from your experience, you know, does it work? What are your thoughts on it? Sure. So very bullish on it, right? So that's the first thing. I think long-term, this is going to be a really effective ad unit. Short-term, nothing special, purely because there's not a lot of inventory there. So it's making up a very, very, very small percent of ad spend that's actually getting served in search because you don't have the option to just say it's going to go in search. You basically have a little toggle that adds it as an addition to the other placements that you're already doing. So again, in terms of how it looks to a user, when you go to TikTok and you go to discover and you go to the search bar and you search in, so for ClickFunnels, for example, you search how to start my first funnel or how to grow a business online. Within the first four videos that pop up, one of them will be the video of the ClickFunnels product that's being promoted. 
and it'll look identical to the other three videos that are top of kind of above the fold, right? It'll have a little sponsored badge on it. But the cool thing about this is because they're all the ads to date have been in the feed. This is a new place for ads. A lot of users aren't accustomed to seeing ads, so they're not even thinking about it. So that little badge is is really subtle. So it's much easier for it to look native in a place where ads aren't really served that much than it is in the For You page, which is where all the other ads are. People are scrolling through. So yeah, that, that's the way it looks. That's kind of how it operates. I can talk a little about how it works, if that's interesting to you. Well, I am curious. You did say that it's not a dedicated placement, so you have to basically just include it with all the other placements. Is it, You think it'll be a default placement, meaning you think it'll just be a, like when you advertise, it's going to have them all checked and it's just going to try to put them everywhere. Or do you think it's going to be one of those things where you have to manually click it on? And also, do you think they will ever allow you to just do a search-based placement? What's your thoughts on that? My thoughts are that I think eventually, if they can get enough impression and enough search volume, definitely they'd want to start doing search as a kind of a dedicated placement you can manually select and just display your ad in search results. I think they're a long ways away from that happening. So likely it'll be kind of like what Audience Network back was back in the day and some other Facebook placements where you had to be running feed placement to also get those additional placements. You couldn't just individually select some of the placements. So that's likely what it's going to be for quite a while until there's enough volume. Was there something else you wanted to add before we move on to all the other things that we're going to talk about? Yeah. So just for anybody that's listening, it's interesting like how it kind of works. Cause that's one of the most common questions I get with search. So essentially you toggle it on and TikTok's AI and kind of natural language processing, they go through your text they go through your landing page, they go through your video, what you say in the video, what's shown in the video, and then based on who you're targeting, based on all of that, it kind of intelligently makes keyword suggestions and bids on keywords. So you can't actually put in keywords yet. So you can't say, I want to show up for this keyword or this keyword. They're automatically doing that. My jaw's dropping. This is so interesting. <laughs> it's crazy, right? So they're literally doing all of it for you. So you don't have to do anything. Correct. Which I think it's a good thing. It's also kind of frustrating because sometimes you want to have you know the control to say, I want to go for these keywords, right? And Google, Yeah, you want to have specific keywords, but it does take a lot of the work out of it for you. And what's kind of terrifying is how good it is. So for ClickFunnels, for example, I assumed like this is going to be, it's going to go on all kinds of keywords, right? But the first like 50 keywords, because you can view which keywords it bid on, how much it's spent on and the, the metrics for each keyword were all really, really relevant. It was how to grow a business online, uh, business books. It was all things that like really fit what we were advertising. And then you can use negative keywords. So what you can do is if you see keywords in there, they're like, eh, that's not a good fit. You can then block that keyword and upload that list. So that's how you kind of control which keywords it bids on. Wow, that's pretty fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I think Facebook and Instagram could learn a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the tech there is pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't run ads. I don't handle that for Social Media Examiner, but I'm heard enough about it to know that it's probably not that intelligent today. Let's talk about this brand safety control stuff. I think there's a lot of stuff on TikTok that not everybody wants their ads run up against. So talk to us a little bit about what this new feature does. Yeah, I think you know all the big ad companies and apologize. I usually I wear my AirPods in my right ear and my right one died earlier today. So I'm wearing my left ear and it's very unnatural to me. So it's like one of those things where you don't do it all the time. So you're like, this is this is weird. It feels awkward. <laughs> it's all good. So yeah, brand safety is one of those interesting things where I think all these platforms, Facebook, you know, Instagram, within Facebook, YouTube, they all want to attract big name advertisers and get big name advertisers spending more money. 
but the big name advertisers don't want to be associated with certain types of content, right? They don't want to show up for certain types of search results. They don't want to show up next to other videos. And so this is kind of a natural evolution of a maturing ad platform, right? TikTok is maturing. It wants to bring on bigger and bigger brands. Those bigger and bigger brands have legal, they have compliance, they have much stricter requirements. So they're going to have the ability now to, to do that, right? And obviously it'll trickle down. So every type of advertiser can have access to those level of brand safety tools to basically control. I don't want content showing up in certain searches. I don't want content associated with this type of content. And again, because these algorithms are so good, they can really identify like this type of content features, you know, girls dancing. Like we're not going to put this, you know, ad for a law firm next to that. So that's really the play. It's not, super fun or exciting stuff. It's kind of boring stuff. Yeah. But it does help for some of the bigger brands or brands that maybe aren't big, but do have a lot of restrictions in terms of how they can advertise. Okay. The next news item is something called library. And library sounds kind of fascinating. Something to do with content. What is this exactly? Sure. So it's a feature sort of rolling out to Android devices, also rolling out to some iOS devices, mainly US. It'll roll out platform-wide, this is the way TikTok is everything. They start small batches of users and they gradually roll it out over a period of months, sometimes a period of a year. So essentially they partnered with Giphy and they're the kind of first partner in this. Eventually they'll, I'd imagine, bring in a lot more content partners. And within your, this is on the user side of TikTok, not the ad side of TikTok, you have the option to select the library button. And then you can go through Giphy's library of here's you know TV show clips, movie clips, quotes, sayings. And then I can incorporate that content into my TikTok. So I can do reaction videos, right? Like you've seen, I've seen some examples of people already that are like, they're doing something and then they're using a, you know, a clip from The Office or from Game of Thrones to pull it in to seem like it's a fluid thing. Like I'm talking, then there's, you know, Daenerys responding to me, right? So it's a cool way to enhance creativity basically the name of the game is like, how do we give our users more tools to create more content more easily? So if you're a TikTok, that's all you want. It's like, I want to make this platform not only incredibly addictive, but incredibly easy to create content. You can't have a platform that's built on content consumption if people aren't creating high volumes of content all the time, which is what makes TikTok so special. It's not only is it crazy sticky, not only is the average session time almost 11 minutes, which is over double Pinterest, which is the second most addictive app out there in terms of session time, but a vast, vast majority of users create content every single week on the platform. Last side I saw was over 50% of users are creating a piece of content once a week, which is just a staggering number. So their game's like, how do we give more tools? How do we make it easier? How do we take the stress of like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Well, here's a great idea. Let's give you movies and TV shows and content. So we're going to give you the ideas. We're going to give you a bulk of the content. You just got to react to it or just say one thing. We'll fill in the rest. So it's a great tool and it'll definitely be kind of expanded in the future. Do you think that there's licensing issues with turning these into ads if you use some of this stuff? Yeah, this is mainly going to be an organic tool. Got it. I don't see it being widely used for ads because of all the copyright issues. Right. What they'll probably do, and TikTok has done this with you know different artists and stuff, is they might do deals where they say, hey, we'll pay you a massive amount or some sort of royalty, and we get access to use your content in our ad library for sound or something like that. So they might do something like that. But yeah, right now, like if you're an advertiser, I wouldn't touch it. It's too big of a risk right. to run that stuff. Okay, this next thing, I think you might be able to use in ads, but we'll find out. TikTok has rolled out augmented reality effects tool called Effect House. 
which sounds fascinating to me. What is it? What do we need to know? Yeah, so I wouldn't say late to the game because they're, they're a much younger company, but they're definitely further behind in terms of publicly rolling out to masses a lot of AR tools. So, you know, Snap has been doing this for a very long time. Instagram's been doing it for quite a while. Basically, giving developers and then creators access to this AR, which is augmented reality toolkit. So essentially what augmented reality is, is the ability to overlay kind of add-ons and layers on top of what's happening in the background, right? So it's like, I'm here talking, you have the ability to add some type of like three-dimensional character interacting with me on top. Or most commonly what you see in apps is filters. So face filters. So you see a lot of the apps using this where you press a button, all of a sudden your face you know, looks smoother, your face looks brighter, which that's a whole can of worms in terms of whether people really like that or don't like that ethically, all that stuff. And that's some of the pushback. But for TikTok, they're pushing this out. They're opening up this toolkit. They're pushing this toolkit out to more developers, to more creators, to more brands, unleashing creativity. I think it's going to be really interesting. You've already seen some really cool use cases of it in terms of, you know, some type of interactivity happening on somebody's face or body and there's stuff happening. There's one, it's like a blank effect where you press the button and like a little hammer came down and like your face actually smushed like a cartoon. So there's some interesting stuff that looks really, really clean. Huh. One of the big ones that went viral like a month ago was this really adorable dancing green kind of blob monster thing that was just would do a dance. And you could like shape its size and like hold it in your hand and it looked like you were holding your hand. It was really creepy how good it was. When you moved your hand, it moved with you once it locked on. Yeah. But people were playing a game where they could make it smaller and smaller and smaller. So they were hiding it in the background. You had to find the tiny dancing bear. But yeah, it's a fun addition to the platform. I'm sure brands will use it well. Yeah. And I would imagine no problem making some of those videos into ads, right? Because that is something you're essentially creating using their tools, not copying some existing copyright, right? Correct. Yeah. What you'll see is you'll see, you know, brands that create things in-house they'll use. You'll see developers create things for advertisers, specifically for advertisers to use different, you know, add-ons of ways to incorporate, you know, discount codes or product integration. I imagine pretty soon what you'll see is the ability to do things like outfit changes with AR. So if you're an apparel brand, you can shoot an ad and you can have your model standing there and kind of snapping or doing transitions and the outfit changes without them having to actually change their outfit, which is what they do right now. Oh, cool. So you'll see a lot of cool stuff, I think, from marketers, advertisers, e-commerce business owners using these tools. Okay, this question is kind of a fascinating one, and I'm going to ask it in a way then that's maybe different than what you might have imagined. Good. TikTok started out short, and then they got, I think it was 15 seconds and 30 seconds and three minutes, and now 10 minutes, right? So... What do you think this means for TikTok and what do you think this means for advertisers? Because this feels like what YouTube did. You know, I don't know if you remember, but there was a day when you were limited to short videos on YouTube as well. And eventually they got longer and longer and they eventually got unlimited. Do you think people will watch 10 minute videos on TikTok? Do you also think that there's an opportunity for mid-roll ads potentially coming to these longer videos on TikTok? What's your thoughts? It's a great question. It's weird, man. Like, what happens in Silicon Valley and these big tech companies seems to be very circular, right? It seems like they're kind of chasing each other's tails. It's like one gets hot and so they all start following that person, that company, and then that company kind of starts following back to the original company. And it's, you know, all the brands started chasing TikTok. YouTube rolled out, you know, the shorts and reels. And now TikTok's like, I actually want to do 10 minutes. So it's very interesting. I think what's important to take from this and recognize is that 
you know, we see TikTok as this really innovative company that is just killing it and crushing it and growing and everyone loves it and stuff. They still have flops, right? So all these companies still roll out things all the time that just don't work. For example, I think, and this is another conversation, but like TikTok rolled out stories. I don't think TikTok stories is a thing. I think it's a terrible idea. I think it'll just eventually be, you know, phased out because it makes no sense. It has no value to the platform. We can circle back maybe at the end talking about stories. But in terms of 10-minute videos, I do think it's a good addition because I do think there are certain times where you want to be able to express yourself and you need a longer period of time to do that. And I think TikTok is a platform built on authenticity and kind of deep personal expression. And so I think if that's the core thing, starting a short form work because it kind of forced people to be raw. Like you couldn't be polished. You couldn't shoot this long edited thing. But now that have the foundation there, I think expanding that length of time isn't necessarily a bad idea. I think their longer form content is working. I think those are the two things that are working. In 10 minutes, I don't consider long form, but in social, I do. But like you look at, you have guys like Rogan, any of these three-hour podcasts, and that's the biggest medium in the world, biggest show in the world. And then TikTok is the biggest social platform in the world at, you know, most videos are 10, 20, 30 seconds. So I think we see these kind of polar opposites. We see super long form, super short form. I don't know how much room there is in the middle for that. I think from a business standpoint, TikTok does it because eventually it gives, like you said, the option to do more on the ad inventory side. I think if you have 10-minute videos, you can do pre-roll, you can do mid-roll, you can do post, you can do all kinds of stuff when you have a 10-minute piece of content. At this point too, they want all the content, right? So they basically own short-form content. They're like, well, why don't we just take all of the YouTube content too? Why don't we just take all of this content? So I think that's the game they're playing. I'm 50-50 on this. I don't know whether this succeeds or whether it gets phased out. I'll give you my take on this. I don't know if people want to watch 10-minute long vertical videos. That's my first thinking. Yeah. Secondly, the really big creators on YouTube are not going to want to create long-form video on TikTok because there isn't the revenue for them. You know you know this, TikTok sucks at sharing their revenue with their creators. And unless they change that, there's no way they're going to attract some of the best creators away from YouTube where 55% of every dollar goes in the pocket of the creator. But having said that, this could have been part of their plan all along. You know, it could have been like, we're going to start out by being unique and short and entertaining. And we're going to eventually be exactly like everyone else, you know, because they want to own the whole thing. I can't imagine them not doing mid-roll ads if they're doing a 10-minute video. How many ads do you see in 10 minutes typically, Max, when you're on TikTok? How often does an ad pop up? I'm not on TikTok, so I don't know. Oh, just on like the For You page as you're scrolling through? Yeah, like let's say you're spending 10 minutes on there. How many ads do you think you'll see in 10 minutes? More than one? Yeah, more than one. I would say you know probably every 10 to 20 swipes on average, yeah. you're seeing sponsored content. Yeah, so it's actually going to hurt them They'll make less money on a 10-minute video if they don't have mid-roll ads. I mean, that's just my thinking. You know what I mean? But I do think it could attract some of these longer storytellers. 10 minutes is you know, nothing for some of these really good storytellers. So I think it's absolutely fascinating, Max, where this is all going. And I guess the one message for everyone is if you advertise on Instagram, you probably need to be looking into TikTok right? Because you want to say anything to anybody who's skeptical about advertising on TikTok that might already be advertising on Instagram? Yeah. I think my message is not even just promote TikTok. My message is it is likely just based on the pure probability that a lot of people watching this video right now or listening to this podcast right now are spending almost all of their ad dollars on a single traffic channel. 
in that traffic channel is probably either Facebook, which includes Instagram, or it's probably Google. I think that is just a very, very, very bad business decision being dependent. And that's for a variety of reasons. Like one reason, if you want to sell your company one day, you're going to get a much lower multiple because you look way riskier to an investor if all your money comes from one place. Two, you're dependent on somebody else's business. And at any moment, that individual can ban you and restrict your advertising ability or their rules can change. A million things can happen out of your control and you're back to zero. So diversifying just in general, whether you're doing TikTok, whether you're trying Twitter, Snap, direct mail, connected TV, podcast ads, right? There are so many traffic channels. I just think if you are going to invest your ad dollars, I want to invest my ad dollars, my time into platforms with a lot of scale and that are moving this way. And so when I look at the landscape, to me, TikTok is the platform that is growing the fastest, that has the most opportunity for scale, that is recruiting the best talent. They have all the momentum right now. And so that's where I want to test stuff. Plus, one final caveat, and that's not the point of the show, obviously, is talk TikTok ads. But to answer your question, in terms of the ROI on your time, TikTok creative is working very, very well across the board in all ad channels. Mm. So if you're going to invest your time onto an ad channel, why not invest on a place where you can then take all that content and use it very profitably on Facebook, Instagram, Snap, Twitter, Pinterest, all these other channels, which is what we're seeing. And it doesn't work the other way around. It doesn't work taking a Facebook ad and plugging it into TikTok. So I think it's just a better use of your resources and time learning TikTok and spending time there. One thing that everyone's listening should understand is that this thing called social marketing is in flux and it's constantly changing. And it's difficult for us as marketers to keep up with everything. Wouldn't it be awesome if there was a place we could go and get training and a place we can go and get our questions answered? Well, guess what? That's called the Social Media Marketing Society. And today, the day of this recording, April 22nd, is the last day to save quite a bit of money on your membership. And next Friday, the doors are closing for the society. So if you want to get in to a great community where you can learn and go deeper, check it out, socialmediasociety.info. Now, Max, there are some people listening right now that love everything you said, and they want to learn more about where they can reach you. Where's the best place to send them? Sure. So unicorninnovations.com is our company website. It's got all information. And you can also just follow me at Maxwell underscore Finn on TikTok or at Max Finn on Instagram. Those are the best places to uh, to follow me and learn more. Awesome. And folks, if you want to listen to another podcast, my social media marketing podcast drops every Thursday. And I want to give you all one quick announcement. Next Friday is my last day hosting this show. We will be introducing a brand new host, Brian Dixon, who's going to be taking over this show. And I can't wait to see what he does for the show. And with that, I just want to say, everybody, thank you for listening. Until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Catch you all next time. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.